What's up, race fans? On this episode of Around the Outside, we are at Interlagos in Sao Paulo, Brazil for the 2021 Brazilian Grand Prix. Just when everything seemed to be going Red Bull's way, Lewis Hamilton delivered an unbelievable performance that left everybody questioning whether this was his best performance ever or just his best in recent memory. In the fight for third in the championship, Ferrari threw a haymaker, hauling in a boatload of points and leaving championship rivals McLaren with their backs against the ropes heading into the final three races of the season. That and more coming up. Don't forget to subscribe and please follow us on Instagram at ato.podcast. I also want to apologize in advance. We had a few technical difficulties while recording. So early on in the episode, there are some long pauses. I did my best to get rid of them, but it's not perfect. Then later in the episode, my dog Cosmo snuck into the studio because he wanted to play. So you may also hear him whining in the background. Again, sorry, and thank you for understanding. All right, let's do it. You're listening to Around the Outside, the American Formula One podcast with your hosts, Ian Shea and Jimmy Doherty. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Around the Outside. You have Ian here, and as always, Jimmy Doherty. What's up, race fans? Dude, I know we normally go into news and catching everybody up on things that had been happening, but this weekend is just so standout, I don't think I want to talk about a single fucking thing. All right, let's get into it. Okay, awesome. Uh, first things first, where are we? In Brazil, Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. big, big fucking city at Interlagos. So one of the most classic, iconic tracks in Formula One, scene of some of the most iconic moments, uh, championships won, some of the best, you know, overtakes and just racing moments in history uh, have happened at this track and uh, it never disappoints. No, it doesn't. One of the best things about this track, too, is that it's home to so many prominent drivers and most notably Ayrton Senna. He is Brazilian, and he was beloved by all of Brazil. And Jimmy, I got to tell you, this past couple of weeks, I was talking with a painter, and he is Brazilian, and he left the country in 2000. So given his age, I looked at him and I went, wait, 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 were you around when Senna raced? And he looked at me and he said, we would pray for rain every single (laughs) Grand Prix. I, we have you, the whole country would shut down just to watch that man race. He's still beloved. You could hear everyone chanting for him. But he literally shut down the country. I think it was like three days, uh, like, you know, to nationally recognize uh, days of mourning after he passed away in 94. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, he was an iconic figure. Did you catch the new mural that they put on the side of the paddock? No, I heard it was gorgeous. It's like three story tall. It's yeah, full full body air and Senna in his race suit. Uh, and then just some really cool artistic background that they did with like some geometric shapes and colors, but it was beautiful. It really stands out, makes it pop. One thing that I love about this track too is uh I'm just looking them up right now because I don't know all the names, but this is a track because it's old school. We have corner names. 
We got some good names here, some fun ones to say. Some that I just learned today, actually, watching the race. Like uh, Turn 11, I forget what it's called. Uh, Manugo or something like that. It's a fun word. <laughs> I think that's actually it, Manugo. Yes, it is. That is. That's turn 11? Yeah. Okay. Because turn 12 is June Cow. June Cow, yeah. And then uh, I think, is it 10 before that is, is Pico de Pato? Yep. Which is the best track name, I think, for the season. I love saying it. one name, Pico de Pato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Duckbill. It's perfect. It's exactly what it looks like. So you know where it comes from. Uh, and we're on, the, we're on the shore of a lake. So probably a few duckies swimming around there. Fun fact about this track, Jimmy, that they spoke about this during mm-hmm. FP2. If you wanted to know what was going to happen for the weather during the Grand Prix, you just had to go to uh, Ruben Grandmother's home because she was right on turn one and could tell the weather for everybody. Oh, she lives there? I, that's what I heard. She was right oh. outside of turn one. I remember she like she was like the authority on weather. I didn't know she lived that close to the circuit. That makes sense because they, they said yep. that, yeah, if the clouds are coming in from that direction, you're going to get rain anywhere else on the circuit, and you're usually safe. But we get a lot of rain here. Uh, One out of year, every three days in November. It's a lot of fucking rain. That is a lot of fucking rain. How did it not rain for the weekend? It was uh, just a little bit of a uh, hint of rain uh, towards the end of quali. Uh, just some sprinkles on the visors, but not enough to affect conditions out there, which is unfortunate, I guess. Coming into this weekend, Jimmy, one thing that I love about this track is that it's old school, and old school tracks have a tendency to rely on chassis giving the vehicle performance. Is it hot in here? My uh, My glasses are fogging up. I don't think it's hot in here. No? Okay. Well, we are well, from where I am. <laughs> yeah, probably not the right person. I am in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Connecticut. Uh, it's really hot down here. Why? Down south. Way down south here in Connecticut. It's two hours away at best. I don't know. Uh, it's just What's really the temps, far. dude? Uh, like 54. <laughs> 44. <laughs> 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 it's a brisk fall day. Uh, yeah, we're looking at 43 right now, current. Looking at 43? Yeah, I think uh, I think somebody's been fucking with the thermostat. Sorry, you were saying. Brazil being an old school track, one thing that I like about tracks like this is the reliance on the constructor's chassis to give the car the performance. You don't have big, long straights like Baku where you can rely on your power unit, and you also don't have high downforce like you do in Monaco, for example, to give you the confidence to stick in the track. So areas like this with an Adrian Newey designed car, Jimmy, you have to believe that Red Bull has the upper hand going into the weekend. Uh, Everybody, including Red Bull, thought that they had the upper hand coming into this weekend. Um, And this is a, a driver's track where there are different lines, you know, racing lines that you can take that are all all equally effective depending on style through many of these corners. So this is a circuit and particularly pit lane exit. You got to be really brave. You get <laughs> and to get entry. that right. Yeah, true. You get to blind chicane on the entry. Why not? Of course. Um, Horrifying. So this is a track where where driver skill can outperform the vehicle uh, and drivers can make a real difference. So that's always fun to see. So, yeah, the headlines and the story coming in is, uh, you know, Red Bull's ahead in the championship. They're looking at, you know, the next couple of races are probably 
going to play more to their strength being that you as you mentioned it's not such power hungry circuit chassis uh you know and and balance comes a lot more into play here so it's, things are starting to look a little bit grim for for lewis coming into this weekend you know is he going to have enough time left to to put together a championship bid and, and fight back and get some get back some of these points that you know red bull and max verstappen have have gained on him in, in the recent weeks they keep saying at Mercedes, we still push, we still move forward. Coming into the weekend, I don't know what they were pushing to because last year, Max, didn't, Max won last year. From pole, yeah. From pole. He was in the lead until Ocon took him out, <laughs> which was awesome. Trying to unlap himself, yeah. In 2016, when he was in the rain, Max was absolutely brilliant on this track. masterful performance, yeah. He so, spun out a couple times, right? Still oh, yeah, he did. He did a great save on the top of the Amazing. home stretch. Oh, my God. Mm. And so, oh, dude, also in that race, one thing, mm-hmm. when Kimmy spins out before maybe 200 meters, 300 meters before turn one and darts into the wall, he's in second place and they did a safety car restart. So he's got the rest of the grid coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They show yeah. Max Verstappen that he's coming down hot. He kind of almost loses it and then has a car, a red Ferrari, just dart right in front of him. Yep. Ugh, and all he says on the radio, he's like, oh, I kind of lost the rear end there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Ice that's water it. in the veins. Yeah. We've had some scary moments here. Like, uh, Also, don't forget the time that uh, Fernando Alonso crashed uh, basically along like a kilometer oh. long stretch of the main straight and just spinning. And he was up again, like just kind of sitting dead in the road on the live racetrack. Uh, in shitty conditions where nobody can see. Um, so, yeah, lucky to avoid disaster that day. Should we just get into the weekend? Should we, uh, should we start off with uh, happy birthday, Lando Norris? Oh, turning 22, ripe old age. Yeah, you turned 22 on Saturday. Um, Driving like a 43-year-old man. <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, this weekend a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just manhandling this fucking car and he's a kid. It's crazy to think like, you know, you kind of lose. You don't think about it all the time, how old they are. Uh, you know, he's a younger kid, but it's like, oh, yeah, he just turned 22 today. I and was, what he's accomplished in his Formula One career already. It's insane. I was passing out drunk on couches and not waking up for hours. At yeah. 22 years old, I wasn't out there nailing it. I was married. Well, I got you, married at the end of the year. But yeah. I got married when I was 22, but if you gave me 22 years from today, like I could not be as good of a driver as Lando. <laughs> so if you subtract the amount of time where he couldn't even reach the pedals, it's really impressive to see somebody so young be so good at anything. Like he just he just learned how to talk like a few years ago. Uh, just a couple. It's like really, I mean, think about it. Um, we also oh, actually, yeah, I think we did learn coming right into the weekend, uh, at least during the first practice session, that Lewis was going to be taking a five place grid penalty during the Grand Prix because of a new internal combustion engine. Huge um, news, massive, big time. No matter what he does, it's going to be five places back. So even if you get pole, you're in six, fifth, six. Even fifth? if you get Speed King and pole, <laughs> because, because it's oh, a quality weight weekend. That's what it is. It's one of those which. Dude, I mean, looks like he probably could have, you know, performed okay without that extra 24 laps to to help him out. But um, it, it came at a good time. 
and it made it really exciting given everything that happened. So, so let's get into it. Going into the weekend, I will just want to put a highlight on the fact that Lewis Hamilton has the cards stacked against him already. Yeah. Just yeah. put it Friday. We find down, that out. Down Planned. in the championship. Um, but they, yeah, they selected this track. They're going to have to take it either here or, or next week in Qatar, uh, which is a track mm-hmm. we haven't raced at. So who knows what to expect? There's no data to go by. But Brazil is a track that, unlike all tracks in Formula One, you actually can't overtake here. Yes, you can. And it's proven multiple times around the outside at turn uh, one. That's always so many of those. But yeah. Uh, yeah. There was there was a absolute masterclass going on in, in overtaking uh, this whole weekend, actually, in both events. I'd like to propose a question, Jimmy. OK. With the introduction of Lewis's new power unit or ICE internal combustion engine. Correct. Do you think Red Bull is going to be forced to, to, to take a new one to keep you, up with the power? You asked me this earlier in the week, and I am going to say... Because when was Russia? How long ago was Russia? Three uh, races? Mexico, U.S. Was it Turkey after Russia? Four, yes. So four, so four races. races ago. That's when Max took his engine penalty. That's his fourth, right? Yes. So right now he's got a four, five race old engine and Lewis has one race. And we've got old. three and we've got three races to go. Yeah. So we've got Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi coming up. Uh I don't know, dude. Honda, if there's one thing they're known for, it's reliability. Can he make it through the rest of the year? But if he can make it through, is it ideal for him to continue on with that engine and not take the penalty, being that it is only a five place grid penalty and I think we saw a, a, a maybe even more than expected a, a, a jump in performance from the new engine in the back of the Mercedes. Yeah. So you know that's not that gap's not going to get any bigger, but it's not going to go away. It just you know from here to the next race. And given Max new PU may not solve that problem. No, um, but it would only cost him five places, and if Lewis is on form like he's been then it may be it may be worth it uh just to make sure that they don't have because because the one thing that neither one of these drivers can afford right now is a dnf yes. you know a, a not, a did not finish in any other race events especially if it's you know if it comes down to driver error crashes happen this is racing you know what will be will be but if it's because of a reliability issue and the engine blows that is something that red bull are going to want to avoid at all cost can't have the team cost the driver the championship because they made it an error. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Many notes from P1 because it's kind of a weird session. It's half race, half quality testing. I don't know what to fucking call it. FP1. It's like a, it's like a, <laughs> F, it, it's FP3 kind of. It's like it's a pre quality practice session. We got three drivers that have never even been on this track in a, in a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got an hour to learn the track, figure out the setup, and get ready for quality. Seems fair. Yeah. No, totally those reasonable. Cars, no, yeah. those cars weren't shipped over thousands of miles and had to be put back together by hand overnight. And there was a lot of stuff missing out here. And, uh, yeah, there was some late deliveries of parts, and I think there was like six teams missing cars <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> Stop it. I swear, I heard all this. All right, guys, a, where's the car? Cut it out. I think that's what actually happened with Alfa Romeo with, 
can be starting from pit lane, spoiler alert, because <laughs> he he had to take a new rear wing, which is not um it wasn't like for like, so it wasn't the current spec. And I, I have to believe that's because they you know, they were shipping containers with some of these parts or or, or barge barges or air I don't know how they ship the parts, but I think they're boat. Um airdrop. <laughs> probably by drone. But mm-hmm. whatever it was, uh, not everything got there. So it might have it might have actually forced their hand to take a older spec or, or newer spec, but you know, against the rules, uh, rear wing as opposed to the one that was on the car. Alpha should really invest in a prime membership. <laughs> it's next day delivery for free. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So avoid stuff like this. Way to think ahead, guys. You're welcome for the free advice on that it's one. Sound advice. <laughs> Other than that, P1 was P1 Lewis. He was looking good. Lewis was looking good. He had a nice singing brand new engine. Vabo was Vabo. But you can always count on Vabo to be Vabo. I'm going to miss him in those black overalls, brother. Um, I'm I'm ready for the Lewis and Russell era. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the closest thing we've seen since, or, or closest thing that we've seen to Rosberg, Hamilton in a long time. I miss the Rosberg Hamilton team battle. We really like haven't I said, seen it. No, maybe Seb and Leclerc a little bit, but they, they would just take each other out. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't care. They would whatever. Get out of my way. Yeah. So I want a good inter team uh, rival, and that one looks like it's primed to deliver. So, yeah. have you noticed that the cars have stopped developing? Everybody, you can tell that, but for mid season, like. Red Bull. Maybe Red Bull. Alpine, <laughs> they were doing great. And then mm. the past couple of races, they've sort of fallen off. And you got to think, like, what's going on with their season? Do they not have the money? Do they just not have the upgrades that are working for them? And then so you realize three races left. No one's putting anything more into those cars. Arrive and drive, baby. No, but it looks like competition stopping developing their car has seen other uh, teams appear as though they have performance upgrades like Aston Martin I was shocked by their performance this weekend out of nowhere yeah Yeah. Uh, let's look at P1 FP1 Sebastian Vettel was in P12 and surprisingly fucking Lance Stroll P10 dude just just warming up that's good that's good for them first season but we don't know exactly I mean we, we basically know they're running quality Quali Sims during the whole session, um, but I'll I'll say we really don't still know exactly what programs they're running during the session. So how representative Seb's pace was, or if it was just he was struggling finding a right setup. I know we heard Max and Lewis both complaining about being able to find the balance of the car, too much front wing, too pointy in the front end, the suspension wasn't right, back was sliding, and you know this is uh this track's a tire killer, so you got to get all that shit sorted out before. The car's going to park Fermi, which isn't exactly one hour. Which is a major kink we need to work out in this system. I am so confused with what happens in FP2. I know I understand it's a data collection, but you can't do shit. It's just race runs. It's just race sim. It's yeah, they've the uh 
they took the wrong approach here. I know we talk about this. I think we've uh, you know mentioned it several times before on the episodes, but it basically, I think they're just trying to make there be something for the fans to come and see that's competition centric on each day of the race weekend. But the right way to do the race weekend, if you're going to do a sprint, is practice one two on Friday, quality uh, yeah quality Saturday morning, sprint race Saturday afternoon, Grand Prix on Sunday. This whole putting the cars in park for a and then having a practice session that's basically just for nothing. Putting miles on the engine. <laughs> yeah, basically. You're not allowed <laughs> to change anything. So, um, you know, and, and then Pirelli and the FAA are cracking down on tire pressure. So it's like the only thing that like one of two things that you were actually able to change front wing angle and tire pressure. And you're only allowed to change one of those now. I so don't understand like why they can't let them deflate the tires. <laughs> You're going to get better traction. But they're worried that the tires are going to blow out. Um, because that's... They, because of what happened in Baku, actually. It was an immediate response to that. And they were already running higher pressures than we've seen in years past. Um, but maybe this problem will be short-lived because they are going to the 18-inch rims with, with really small sidewalls. So there's not going to be... You're not going to be able to generate the same kind of loads in the sidewall of the tire next year with the new design. So maybe this will be an area where the teams have a bit more freedom to play around with pressures. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Who knows? Fingers crossed. That's what I, that's what I got from FP one, Jimmy. And right as you always should in a perfect world, right after FP one, let's jump right into qualifying. <laughs> Do you know why I called you on Friday? No, I didn't answer the phone. Remember? Yeah. I, <laughs> How would I, I supposed to know? My did you look? Reader? Did you look at the call and say? Well, I watched you the entire time. And I was like cursing you. I'm like motherfucker. I was trying to watch a YouTube video. I think, and I was just like, I don't want to talk right now. And I just sat there looking at my phone like you motherfucker until it stopped ringing. And I was like, um, I'll call him back like next week. You know, it's so only feel, it's only feelings. What was, it, what was the call for? I just wanted to let you know that I got excited to see qualifying on a Friday because I thought for a moment there must have been a ridiculous happening or event in FP two and FP three. And then I realized it was a sprint weekend. I had forgotten <laughs> Oh no! up until that moment. And I wanted to share my displeasure with you via telephone, but you didn't answer because you hate my guts. Well, thank God you didn't get a chance to tell me that before uh, we recorded the show because you'd be in your words, right? Actually turned out to be a pretty exciting weekend with the sprint quality. It was a very, well, it... Ah, oh, dude, come on. Due to the given nature of the extenuating circumstances, I mm-hmm. think that's what gave the weekend its yes. spice, yes, its absolutely. flavor, its absolutely. dash of curry, its pinch of Worcestershire sauce. All right, wake me up when you're done. How do you spell Worcestershire, by the way? I don't know. Worcestershire? Yeah. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I don't know. Spell it? Uh, I don't. No. No, don't ever. No. I do the speak to spell. <laughs> if I have to type it out. You ever do that? Sometimes if I don't know how to spell a word, I'll just open up my text messages and I'll just type out like as close as I think I can get to it and see what autocorrect comes up with. <laughs> yeah. So I don't look like an idiot. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, but yeah, Worcestershire sire, that's in the pantry. So I just go check the label. Starts with a W, ends with a Worcestershire. Jimmy. 
I don't hear you. Jimmy, do you hear me? Now I hear you. Here's what happened. My internet disconnected for a minute. Oh, good Lord. Should I pause then? We're back. I forget what we were talking about. Guys, we just had a technical difficulty here. My internet stopped working for a hot second. What was I talking about? Worcestershire Um, sauce. Yeah, that's it. I don't know how (laughs) that's relevant to anything. But Quali, Jimmy, Quali. Q1. Who went out? Uh, dude, the officially the end of an era. This is the first time that George Russell, Williams driver, has been out qualified by his teammate directly over one lap pace in his F1 career. What the fuck, boo? Wasn't he seventy five and 310 and O? Yeah, something up there. He was up there. Was Definitely up. held the record. I think. Can three... we still call him Mister Saturday? Well, this happened on a Friday, so yeah. <sighs> That's probably what it was. It threw him off. Yes. He walked in there and he put his Saturday pants on for a Friday. And everybody knows those are supposed to be in the laundry. This is what happens. So Latifi, for the first time, out-qualified a teammate. Um, <laughs> by five-hundredths of a second, We, it must be said. It's not a large margin, even for between teammates. Um, but P17 and P18 both eliminated at Q1, but that being the big storyline that George Russell has now been outqualified by a teammate over one lap pace. Uh, so the record stops, which is amazing because was it, was he one year with, was he only one year with, uh, with Kubitz as his teammate? Yes. He's been with the team three years. This is his third year. Mm-hmm. Latifi's second year. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, so he'd been beating Latifi, what, 17 times last year. He beat Robert Kubica 21 times the year before. And <laughs> how many? We have 17, 17, 16? 19 this year or something like that, 18 times this year. Math is hard, Jimmy. So about 70, 73 and 1 now. <laughs> Still a pretty good record. I'm. Yeah, I'll give it up. Good job, Mr. Saturday. Congratulations. Um, Lewis got the... Uh, actually, do you have anything for the rest of Q1 or Q2? Pierre Gasly, of course, he's P4. He's looking good. Yes. And P5, P6 for the boys in red. Jimmy, I don't Ferrari know what Ferrari did. The new power unit, dude. Um, That's what happened. That's their 2022 engine. Yeah, but that came in like fucking Silverstone, didn't it? No, it, a, the newest one, Turkey, I believe. Was it? Oh, you're right. You're right about that. But I think it was just a, a MGUH upgrade in Turkey. I don't think it was a full. They're getting more vroom vroom from the ponies. Definitely, uh, they definitely are. I don't know if they're just you know trying to manage, uh, you know, over revving, but they're running a higher engine mode throughout the, you know, once the car goes into park for me just so that it's there if they need it. Uh, and then they can dial it back just to sort of mitigate damage. But yeah, they, uh, depending on the track on their day, they're, uh, well, I mean, they're in the championship now pretty comfortably. Um, so still everything up to race four. It's nothing, nothing settled yet. Uh, but the gap I believe is the largest it's been all season, uh, in favor of Ferrari and P3. That's what I have for Q1. I got nothing for Q2. You got nothing for Q2? Nada. 
Uh, well, oh shit. Well, I got that wrong. Qualifying. Pierre was P four overall. Excuse me. In Q one. No, overall, I fucked up. I'm looking at the whole results. So he was Q, he was P four in Q one. No, no, in Q three. I'm looking at Q5. all the results. No, he's, he's not. He he started P four. Yeah, because Lewis had a penalty. Right, and I'm just so I'm looking at the results for P4. But he qualified P5. Yeah, but he's P4. Net. Okay. Yeah, net P4, correct. Yeah, I'm talking net. Starting the race, P4. Okay. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. what we're going with. Okay. So, Lewis, Q2. 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 There's Good. the 109.3 club. <laughs> Six cars were all in there. Six cars within a tenth again? Yeah. That's insane. We only usually see that at like fucking like Austria. You know, the short tracks where there's no oh, margin yeah. for error. Yeah. Which this isn't a long track, but there's 15 corners. So it's uh, a lot of time to lose, you know, more than a tenth of a second. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Danny Ricardo, he was looking good throughout qualifying. He was within a tenth of Lando the entire time. It's right where he needs to be. I was very pleased with his performance because, as you said earlier in this recording, Jimmy, that Sao Paulo is a driver's track, just like Japan. So it's not the yeah. car that makes a difference. It's how the pilot does in the car. <laughs> Poorly said, but yeah, I know what you Thanks. mean. Thanks. <laughs> Q3? Lewis monster speed king monster ridiculous performance dude uh four point point four three eight seconds ahead of max so almost a half a second ahead of max and p2 that new engine's looking mighty that's what i'm talking about that's like mercedes of last year where they were easily half a second up walking on yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's been a long time since we've seen him in form like this. It's kind of just been – it's amazing that they've actually kept things so close in the championship. If you look at you know, how much faster the Red Bull has been for almost the whole year. You know what I'm happy with about Mercedes is that they understood their weakness and knew that they were never going to gain the downforce that they had last year. So they had to stop relying on their vehicle to create mm -hmm. the downforce they needed to be back to where they were. So they remembered one crucial thing, Jimmy. And do you know what that crucial thing is? Um, no. They make the best fucking race engines in the world. And they are the works team. So they said, hey, we're going to do this little thing on the back that deflects the diffuser to cut down on drag and we're just gonna shoulder our fucking power units grunt to get us to the front <laughs> okay they've, they've taken they've taken a ferrari stance they're just it's a winning strategy it. yeah it's a winning formula um <laughs> but it's from an act team that can actually win um so that's Off good of their to see. Grunt. i mean dude it's, come on that no, power it's, unit it's a big difference dude big big difference but how much is it going to go away now as this engine ages? And like you said, is Max going to take a new power unit later in the year? Is that going to buy him a race or two? Is their car already better suited for a couple of these tracks coming up? Because even though Lewis clawed back a bunch of points this weekend, 
Max is still in the lead, and he cannot afford to have Max run away with another two, three victories. That'll wrap things up and seal the championship, possibly even before we get to Abu Dhabi, which would be a shame. Mm-hmm. As long as it, as long as it's, there's still a championship to fight for in Abu Dhabi, I'll be a happy camper. Um, I know I picked Max to win drivers. I picked Mercedes to win the constructors, but I did find myself rooting for Lewis all weekend. And <clears throat> so, Jimmy, Lewis is the speed king. Yes, sir. Because we're sticking with that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things we got to fix next year. Okay. But yeah, for this year, this is the last time, the last time you have to hear it. This is the last sprint quality of the year. From here, it's just traditional format. Um, traditional yeah. pole sitter. <laughs> yeah. You know, like normal. <laughs> but, so yeah. what does this mean for the starting grid for tomorrow's stupid sprint race? Uh, it means that if, uh, well, if, if, if everything had just, stayed the way it was that Lewis would be starting on pole. Well, in first up front, uh, in front of everybody else, uh, for the sprint. (laughs) Yeah. Not well said, but I get what you're saying. I see what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. Touche. And then Jimmy, what happens the next day? Big controversy. Probably the biggest talking point of the whole weekend. I think, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> we had, uh, a couple things actually happened. Both teams got punished differently. So let's go over it. So after the qualifying, uh, you still line up first, second, third in park Ferme in pit lane. Jimmy, uh, what's park Ferme for first time listeners? Park Ferme is a location in pit lane as a physical place. It's, it's a, it's a physical location and it's an idea. So as an idea, park Ferme is a set of rules that says, once we move, into Park Ferme for uh, the remainder of the weekend. Once you go into Park Ferme, you don't leave Park Ferme until the end of the Grand Prix on Sunday. So once you go into Park Ferme, that means that you cannot make changes to your car other than uh, a front wing angle adjustment or tire pressure. You can't change brakes. You can't put a new rear wing in. You can't change the engine or gearbox. You can't put a new floor on, what have you. There's nothing else that can be changed about the car. Um, And... As a location, Park Ferme is where you go after any event um, other than practice. Practice, you'll end, you'll keep the cars in the garage. But after a qualifying or race session, the cars will line up in pit lane. And that is Park Ferme so that the FIA scrutineers can uh, look at and check anything on the cars to make sure that the cars are legal. They might weigh the cars. They might measure bits and pieces of the cars um, or just inspect them to see if everything is, is within spec and with, within the rules. Beautiful. What happened during one of these scrutinizing sessions? So I don't know exactly how the question got raised, um, but might have just been a random check. <clears throat> but it was found out that uh, Lewis Hamilton's rear wing on one side of it, uh, which we later found out was actually just it was damaged. And that's why. Uh, but the, the Wait, DRS it was, it ended up. Yeah. Yep, when did they, you find that out? I've been trying to uh, post race interview with Total Wolf. Oh, he said it was damaged. So the the DRS, the drag reduction system, is basically like a letterbox opening, as Martin Brundle always describes, in the rear wing. So you have uh, a two-piece rear wing, and the top piece opens up as a flap uh, when the car is within DRS, which is one, within one second of the car in front of it in the DRS zone uh, during the race. And DRS stands for drag reduction system. Yes. So when that open letterbox that Jimmy is speaking to 
is active, the air just flows right through and the cars gain a straight line speed advantage. Right. Yep. Less drag, more more top speed. So, um, and the maximum opening for that part, uh, between the upper element and the lower element of the rear wing is 85 millimeters and 85 millimeters only. And one side of Lewis Hamilton's rear wing was found to be 85.02 millimeters between the top element and the bottom element. Which is absolute horseshit because Jimmy throughout the entire weekend, they were only dropping bits and we're summarizing an entire weekend's worth of information for you guys to give it to you at once because throughout the whole weekend they were letting us know that mercedes wasn't allowed to look at the wing but told they had to replace the wing so they couldn't even tell if one of their pieces of equipment was faulty and then i thought it was the entire rear wing that was collapsing and failing just one one side side. Mm -hmm. and then you hear the point not Zero two. Zero two millimeters. Millimeters. It's a, a fuck you. Hairs across. Like, fuck you. It's a, I mean, but hey, but hey, rules are rules. It, it is. It's a. It's. It's binary. It's black and white. It either is eighty five exactly or less, or it is eighty five exactly or more, uh, and that is the only spec. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> technically outside of the rules, it is. Uh, <laughs> It's a it's a bit nitpicky, but it is what it is. Um, so what so does this mean because for Lewis? Of this, this is now because he was active in a session within Park Firma when the car was not legal for competition. He will be disqualified from qualifying session that he ended in first place, and so he will be relegated to the back of the grid for the start of the sprint race. So he'll start in P20 instead of starting P1. How many the, places are there, Jimmy? 20 places. And Lewis is behind all of them. Yeah, he lost all of those uh, places. Yeah, because he did have a five-place grid penalty, was mentioned earlier, coming into the weekend, but that would not take place until the Grand Prix on Sunday. So mm-hmm. he was still been able to start the sprint race in first place, um, which would have given him a good opportunity to grab some points because uh, in the sprint race, the winner does take three points, second place takes two, and third place takes one point. Um, but then also very interestingly, and we've seen plenty of this and I've never, ever seen a penalty or anything or fine come from this, but Max Verstappen after the qualifying session got out of his car and went and just, just like looked at and sort of like touched Lewis's back wing. You know, he didn't like push on it or jump on it or anything aggressive. Max received a 50,000 euro fine. I'm sure I'm Mm -hmm. guessing that's their, Mm -hmm their currency that they use. So 50,000 euros for touching another driver's car in park for me. Well, this is where the 0.02 millimeters comes into play for me. This is why you can't touch them. And you have to think about inspector Seb. That dude would crawl all, all over a vehicle, but he would never touch it. Well, you can look, but you can't touch. He touched cars a lot. He didn't. He used to roll car. He, I've seen him roll cars with his foot, but I'm thinking is it he might have no done when he would look at race at, when he would Not look at Lewis's car when he would look at Lewis's car in the 2018 yes. 2019 season he would yeah. be on the ground all fours. Oh, not actually touching at the, the car. thing, but right. not touching the car. We have seen drivers touch cars before, but I think, but not like out, not coming out of the fucking quali and park. That's Fermi. what I think. I think it's only I've ever seen it after the race. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it after qualifying session. So, um, so yeah, Max got fined fifty thousand bucks, and Lewis has to Euro. start the sprint. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> quid fifty thousand quid. Nope, and, that's pounds. Uh, 
Oh, Brexit, right? They don't use the uh, euro. They never did. Currency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and Lewis has to start the sprint in P20 behind everybody. But he uh, he made the most of it, didn't he? Starting at the beginning of the sprint race. Oh, should we go to the... Oh, shit. That's right. So quality now back to practice. Yeah, so we're now in FP2. What a fun format. Okay, so at this point in time, Max is ahead of the championship in, with 19 points, and Lewis has a 25-place penalty, grid place penalties. Mm-hmm. Not a stellar weekend. Not no. shaping up to be his time. If they do want. their race runs, it's whatever. It's FP2, where you can't change a fucking thing. So <laughs> yeah. what's the point? But fucking Alonzo, the rookie Alonzo, fastest as of everybody in FP2. Where the fuck did that come from? Well, Jimmy, when you're almost five-time <laughs> world champion and you're part of the new driver program and you get to test out the car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some things can happen. That's why he's a rookie. You got to say, you know what? Maybe he put on too much of a show in FP2. He's learning the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind he's of burned just, himself you know, out. You know, just, he might be uh, getting a little bit too... Uh, Getting a little bit in there. I'm going to see. I think I'm trying to adjust my audio setting. I guess <laughs> some really annoying high-pitched noise in my in my headphones. Did you get that? That was me. That oh, was me. It was well, me. Okay. Let's keep that to a minimum. Are uh, you bleeding? <laughs> yeah. You're bleeding. Yeah. You're bleeding. <laughs> hey, um, so uh, you suck and fuck you. You sound like you're shouting from across the room. I'm going to start yeah. the sprint race. I do. That's all I wanted to okay. know from FP2 is that, that that the rookie Alonzo in the Alpine was the fastest. So, uh, you know, really just making another strong case for his rookie of the year campaign. Oh, I did think that Red Bull ratted. <laughs> I uh, had to, you think? I had <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, 5.02? <laughs> definitely. Pettiest, the pettiest motherfucker. Uh, guys, I don't, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be one thing if they were like fair about it, but as we'll discuss later when we get to the race, they have a total blind spot for their own shortcomings and faults. But why? They would, why everyone's right, wrong except for them. Except for them, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, it's the mark of a champion. Oh, can I? <laughs> I forgot to say that in FP two, I cringed mm-hmm. for uh, shoot. What's her name? Uh, Rachel Brooks. Thank you, because when they were coming up to Jung Sao, she said, yeah, when the drivers are going up this bit. And did how many people in the booth corrected her? Well, yeah, instantly, Anthony <laughs> Davidson. Instantly. Yeah. He's like, like actually, mean, bitch, that has, a, that has a name. Jung Sao. It's a history of the sport, and you will use it correctly. Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I didn't, I was like, oh. Hey, man, if you're going to. You know, swim in the deep waters. You know, make sure that uh, you know how to swim. I want to bring back engine modes. That was just a f- side little note. Yeah, no, that's always a side note. I, I just I could, I really want to bring engine back. Can we just do it? Uh, can we just pr- please have engine modes? I don't think we have the power to do that, Ian. But yeah, <sighs> if it was up to us. Yeah, all the time. You want to apply for jobs at the FAA? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Engine mode department. I'll, I'll go on their website right after this episode, and we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get into that. We went to the University of Phoenix. It's the Harvard of online. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> um, I'm going to put you down as a reference, if that's okay. 
Yes. Yeah, I'll put you down. Of course. Vandalay Industries. <laughs> sprint so race. Sprint race. 24 laps. Um, Lewis starts in P20. And a little cheeky move from the Brit. Uh, very, very late to the grid. Kind of just making making the guys at the front sit it out. I loved that because, yeah. as they noted, as Martin and David both said, that Lewis has been in the front and he understands the shittiness that is waiting. Mm-hmm. So he definitely slowed down. <laughs> he was like, like I'm going to give these guys – I'm fucking them all. <laughs> was such a huge gap. Everybody <laughs> was already lined up and he was still just crawling around. I loved just it. doing my thing. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, you know what? I, I, I hate to say this, but and, – and it, it, who knows how much of an effect it really had at the start. Didn't seem to help people with the yellow marked medium tires, but uh, it, it was just like, you know what? Red Bull it was kind of like a big, it was kind of like a little fuck you. It was like what Lewis had in, you know, in his toolbox to play at that time. It was kind of like, all right, well I can do this a little bit. It'll kind of fuck you guys up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did. It was wonderful. And then uh, Vabo on the softs takes a lead from Max into turn one. So that was good. So, uh, and we saw that through the grid. We uh, we actually saw a bunch of people flying, especially early on in the red marked soft tires. Carlos, huh? Yeah, up to P three and two and a half corners. It's it was it wasn't that it really wasn't too yeah. many corners. By curve at a soul, I think he took it P three. Yeah, yeah. That dude it was a fucking rocket ship. It was amazing, and to see the difference, the discrepancy between him and Charles Leclerc, who was on the yellow marked mediums just how much of a difference that that tire made and then the fact that they were actually able to make it 24 laps and the tires was falling off at like 23 and a half laps it was perfectly calculated i thought that those tires were going to go around around lap 18 19 <laughs> yeah or like lap like 11 <laughs> when they did start lap 11 15 they were like okay guys these tires are getting yeah. a little shaky and we're out and then it was like okay we did see the pace start to kind of like level out throughout the grid mm-hmm. but people were spread out and you got to catch them to overtake them, and that was uh, they seem to have the advantage enough. So, um, so a turn also, one though overtakes. Let's go into it. Uh, Lewis fucking Hamilton, four places in by corner two. Yeah, and then by the end of the first lap, he was up to P fourteen, six places on one lap. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. of those into the first two corners. Which granted, this is a, he's discarding the slowest four cars on the grid, but dude, still. It's four cars in the way. <laughs> it's fucking wild. And if you watch his start on board, he didn't pick like what you would have thought was the optimal line. He like mm-hmm. went up in the middle and then like around to the outside. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I think if you want to stay out of trouble in Brazil, you go to the inside and just mm-hmm. hope that they don't turn in on you because if they do, you're fucked. Uh, you have nowhere to go. But there seems to always be a little bit more clashing around the outside of turn one at the race start. Uh, so that was ballsy and it worked out for him really well. We also had... The Alfa Romeo is touching each other uh, on turn one. Kimmy taking coming off worse from that and getting spun round into the runoff area on the outside of turn one, all the way to the back of the grid. That was heartbreaking to watch. Was not great. Yeah, yeah, and that ruins his perfect record of top ten starts in Brazil. Eighteen times he's raced during his career, and he has he has started in the top ten every single race until oh. today. I know. And he oh, actually, no. he actually had the pace. That was an incredible stat, too. He, just, he doesn't give a fuck about, so. No, he doesn't. Dude you know, just shows up in races. 
it's one of those things like i'm upset about it but i have to not allow myself to be more upset about it than kimmy so i'm just gonna go ahead and try and forget about it because he doesn't <laughs> care he just doesn't give a fuck on the starting grid a surprise for me was lando norris and danny Rick being where they were because normally mm. speaking this being a chassis track I don't want to say McLaren doesn't have a good chassis because they do. I'll say just, it. They're not as good as Ferrari. <laughs> better better looking paint job. Oh, yeah. A fucking blind Because nobody's ugly than the fucking Ferrari this year, are they? Uh, no, well, Haas, absolutely Haas not. Ugly. No, even no, Haas probably You can't better. make fun of the Russian flag. Oh, uh, you want to watch me? I think you just did. Yeah. So we'll just make sure that we shadow ban this episode in Russia. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Um, really unexpected weekend up until that point for those boys. We did see a little bit of equal pace, especially on lap nine with Leclerc and Lando had a nice little battle. Basically from, I guess it was like the lap lap eight, yep. turn 12, coming out of June South, and then the run up to the start finish straight, which they call it a straight. It's just kind of curved like a banana. There's like three corners on there. Uh, and it's uphill. And then going in, Lando tried to get in to turn one, go past Leclerc. Leclerc shut the door there, which I thought was good, fair, but like oh, it very was hard, hard racing. racing. Very hard racing. Yeah. But <laughs> two amazingly skilled drivers uh, right on the limit, but not over the edge. Um, and then that battle continued down through the Senate S's, around the curve to Seoul, down the rest of the pasta. Mm-hmm. And going into Cena de Lago, Lando gets ahead at turn four on the next lap. So really good driving from the pair of them. And eventually Lando went out there. So very impressive. It's great to see when those two got like the youngsters get together because those guys grew up karting. So they know how they drive. And it's the future of our sport. So to it see is. them competing in, you know, equally competitive machinery but different teams youngsters fighting towards the the sharper half you know of, of the sh- sharper edge of the grid uh, to be making moves like that and the level of talent that they exhibit time and time again consistently mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's great it's great to see sebastian vettel had a solid race he just want to point out he oh, ended top, up in p10, p10 right yeah p10 so he made it through q3 a Dude. second another q3 appearance for the guy yes jimmy uh, the overtake of the afternoon, Lewis yes. Hamilton on the last lap down into turn one on Lando. <laughs> well, let's talk about what was happening prior to that. So okay. right, at this point in time that we had the first lap, six places. So he's gone from P20 to P14 in lap one lap. lap. <laughs> and then, Jimmy, my notes are pretty much, okay, oh, shit, he's fucking moving, P10, okay. All right, <laughs> P9. P8, P7, right around P9, P8, Martin Brundle is recorded saying P5 is, or P6 is ambitious for Lewis Hamilton because there was like a three second gap, 18 laps out of 24 done at this point. And Lewis must have heard that message and got a little chip on his shoulder about it because he just fucking went off. Overtakes Chuck, P6. Look, he was standing still. The, that back straight power that the Mercedes had, Lewis was running right 0.6 seconds quicker than the lead. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, he was at this part. I mean, he's he's racing against equally competitive cars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the DRS advantage was strong. But 
I think maybe there was something to say, something to be said for his being on the yellow tires at, later on in the race. He probably had a little bit more grip left than those that were, you know, had chose to, to start the race on the soft, but he did not put a foot wrong with it. Do what he did. And then P6 is ambitious. Uh, so everybody expecting him to finish P7, which would have started him at the race P12 the next, you know, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But he ended up P5. And the thing with the P5 is who did he have to come across to get that position? That was Lando as the last overtake. And historically speaking, throughout this season, who's been a very difficult opponent to overtake? Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. But uh, yeah, also Lando. Versus Lewis. We've had multiple Amalo. races where uh, uh, fucking Russia. Uh, well, yeah. And if uh, let's, I get, I'm not even a McLaren fan. I get mad about that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. So. And the late lunge that Lewis had on Lando, come on, man. You can't tell me this guy is just, it's the car that's getting him these championships. I mean, he was four or five car lengths back. (laughs) It didn't look possible. Did not look possible. No. And then when I saw him come through, like, oh, he's fucking going for it. I'm like, okay, either he's going to lock up and go miss the turn or they're going to crash. No, he fucking stuck it, didn't lock up a wheel, got put it into the corner and fucking just went on about his merry way. It was unbelievable. Last lap too. I, come on, man. What a fucking five overtake of the weekend, dude. Yeah. One hundred percent. That was a wild, wildly ambitious overtake to get it done, get it done cleanly on Lando. Like you said, very difficult to overtake, very quick car set up well around here. Just the balls, dude. Mm-hmm. The balls on Lewis to go for that move and get it done. And critically so. Because he, he had, had to. a five place grid, but yeah. So whatever he gets today, he's still going to start five places behind that tomorrow for the grid, or uh, earlier today for the Grand Prix. So yeah, but you know he left it all out there. He did. Uh, he wasn't. There was no conservative driving going on. <laughs> no, it, we saw twenty four laps of hammer time. It was amazing. V, uh, Vebo winner. The Speed King? Is he called the Speed King if he wins this, Jimmy? Uh, no, this is Valtteri Pultas. Uh, this is now the pole sitter. So he's now the pole sitter. After you win a 24-lap race, you're a pole sitter. Okay. And if you win qualifying, which you're is usually for king? pole, you're Speed King. <laughs> Fucking sprint races, huh? Oh, yeah. Max yeah. P2. Carlos signs P3. Those yeah, ahead of one of the Red Bulls. Very impressive. Soft start. Soft tires had a great start. Yeah, he has the soft tires to thank him for that, but still amazing. Hamilton P5 behind Checo, uh, another Red Bull. Lando P6, Charles Leclerc P7, Gasly P8, great as always. Mm -hmm. And then Ocon and Vettel rounding out the top 10. Oh, man. To the race? Stage is set, my boy. So... Jimmy, mm-hmm. go ahead. I think I might have taken. I've to me, I took some good notes, but a lot of them are really just capital Lewis everything. <laughs> yeah, he had a great day, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Starting in P10, Vabo on pole, Max in P2, Lewis way the fuck back in P10. Um, 71 laps around Interlagos to go, and stage is set. So this is just basically. Pull out all the stops, see what you got. 
Max is going for the win. Can Vable hold up Max a little bit, slow him down? Can Lewis get through the the pack cleanly without tripping over one of the, the back markers of the midfield teams? And right from the start, very, very, very exciting. Lando with the balls to go around the outside of Carlos. Misjudged just a little bit, huh? I, I, they came together just, he went maybe half a meter in front of. Because Carlos had a bad start. So that's did. what gave Lando the opportunity to go around the outside. Yep. Carlos tried to squeeze him, left him maybe just exactly enough room to the millimeter. And then Lando was by him, but he did. He just he turned back to the left to get back in front of Carlos. You know, like you said, maybe a foot or two early. And so Carlos is left front and or right front, excuse me, and Lando's left rear touched and Lando came off with a puncture before turn one. He's got to go all the way around the track on a flat tire to get back to pit lane. So turn one incidents when you're not taken out, just have to be fucking bamboo shoots underneath the fingernails. Well, I know when they happen to me in the race, like on the video game, I just hit restart. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not. No, why would you play from from race from the back of the grid? Like fucking loser. No, I'm Uh going to keep doing this again. If it takes me 20 times to get a clean start, then so be it. Oh, so you've been playing Japan. So hard. It's so difficult. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> no, they um what should they just add? They just added another track to the, the game. It's pretty fun. Portamau. Oh, Imola they added to the game. That's pretty think cool. And I think they're supposed to add Saudi Arabia as well. That's really should, cool. Should be really cool. But um yeah, Imola is is so much fucking fun. Hey, guess who made up four places in one lap? Uh Lewis Hamilton. Yes, he fucking did. Fucking what a rock star this guy is, huh? Oh, get out of town. Oh, Jimmy, guess what? Yes, sir. Guess who makes up another place in the next lap? In the next lap, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yes, so he's made up five places in two <laughs> laps. <laughs> what? P10 to P5 on lap, starting lap three. He's up Go to, to your five. room, Lewis. Go and to your room. And that's, that's after disorderly. Carlos signs. That's after getting by a Ferrari, so... um. <laughs> Good God. Uh, how about fucking Vabo going really wide at turn four and then letting Checo through to P2? Like, it was bad enough that he let Max by at the start. Um, so there was just goes any hope of him maybe trying to hold up the Red Bulls for a couple corners to try and help. Half out. a corner? <laughs> Dude, turn. what was up with that start? You knew from the beginning that he wasn't going to deliver. I think Max just had a better. Yeah, you did. It's like he's like. He's <laughs> Thank you. He's such a good driver, but he's such a bad racer. He just uh, there's uh, the pressure that just he has. Doesn't on him. handle it, right? No. You think it's all that fucking coffee? He's just I don't. All, just fucking like, like <laughs> JoJo, the little circus clown. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah, and then he went wide at turn four, let the other Red Bull through just to add insult to injury. There, classic. Um, so back to P three, classic Vabo. We expect nothing less. He gotta say both the mercedes boys always deliver they do exactly what you expect (laughs) (laughs) anytime i hear hey we're gonna use vabo as a blocker no you're not no you're not it's gonna (laughs) make ever gonna happen yeah yeah he's gonna let him sail right by him and then get caught in traffic and you're gonna tell him to push and he's gonna not do it (laughs) hey look who's here hey cosmo Cosmo, you're not supposed to be in the studio when dad's recording. Okay, be quiet, okay? Um, so lap four, we had an ambitious move. Yuki Sonoda down the inside of Lance Stroll into turn one. 
and uh, oops, I didn't slow down enough, and I hit the fucking car, and he lost his front wing. And ripped open Lance's side pod. Yeah, which became an issue later on as some debris was getting thrown from Lance's car. So uh, fucking oops. Reminiscent of Sebastian Vettel, was it 2010 or 2012 where this Bruno 12. Senna- Right at the beginning. <laughs> that was 2012. And then Vettel still won a world championship with oh, a severely damaged- in his fourth world championship, dude. Yeah. Because was it, was it Alonzo was fighting for it that year, I believe? I can't remember. I cannot recall. Let's go with the rookie Alonzo. Okay. Oh, that is the rookie Alonzo because that's, you know, the meme where you just see the thousand yard stare of Alonzo in Ferrari yes. red. That's yep. that race. That's right. Right after. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah. That was the last Good. chance Ferrari had at a world championship. So, uh, you know, Bruno Senna, team player. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have that. And now. We have one Mercedes that started on pole, one Mercedes starting P10, and on lap five, they're in position to swap places because Lewis has caught up and he's right behind Valtteri. He's in P3, dude. Seven places in five laps. Yeah. Fuck. Stop it, you monster. Going past seven of the 10 fastest cars ever built. (laughs) Monster. Seriously, seriously. You can't tell me that this is the car that's doing this. It's not. There's a reason why Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time world champion. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I, uh, I, we don't have any money riding on this, just pride. So I know I picked Ham- uh, Verstappen, but I, I want to see Lewis win his eighth now too, just because it seems like the cards are kind of stacked against him. Like I didn't expect him to be losing the championship for most of the season to see mm-hmm. him do like, a, like to see it as a comeback now, would be more. That's kind of what I wanted. I kind of wanted the the, the season long underdog to triumph at the end, and the fact that it's Lewis would only make it that much sweeter. I love Lewis, and I want him to succeed so bad because he's so good and does not give up. <laughs> he's so good, <laughs> he's so fucking good. And this this crowd really really liked him, which is I think the first time we've seen in a long time where the crowd was on his side and even somewhat against Max. Yeah, uh, it's really don't see Silverstone. Yes, yes, exactly. Everybody else has been just fucking orange army full force. Um, you know, we've heard people booing Lewis. Uh, so it was nice to see the crowd on his side for the first time in a while. In a while. Yeah. Um, hey, want to play a little uh, word association. Okay. When I say uh, late reaction. Yep. Does anything come to mind? Many things. Uh, one of them maybe being like a safety car two laps after an incident. When the <laughs> cone is far, the fucking front wing is still sitting. <laughs> Debris, just like a little bit off the apex just not even just you really like, got to take the racing line everyone's like really tucked in on turn one because it's fucking <laughs> debris just sort of like all over the fucking track and then you know i mean we've seen we've seen cars parked like behind barriers and they're the red flag sessions this year to have a fucking front wing like basically in in the line of fire and then debris th- strewn about all over the, the the width of the racetrack at turn one in Brazil, and then to take like two laps to be like, okay, maybe we should maybe we should go clean that up. We did get to see something beautiful on track, though, Jimmy. The safety car. Ah, uh, Bert Mylander just fucking crushing it. Yeah, hundred percent drive rate. This dude is sending it every time he goes out there. Yeah, on the limit, on the limit, <laughs> and Mercedes AMG GTR. Souped up, AMG GTR must be said. Um, 
just gets yeah. to have a blast. <laughs> Got to be no better job in the world. He gets to define track limits, break them. No one's going to say anything to him. Yeah. How many people have ever gotten to drive on a Formula One track and like look in their rearview mirror and see Formula One cars? I would lose my mind. Or like when Lewis like does a little speed check where he pulls up next to him like, hey, buddy, can you fucking get on with it? And he's like, I'm be- doing my best here. <laughs> 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 it's pouring rain all right it, well it puts in perspective just how fucking insane these cars are they're just so extreme because you know you look at the formula one cars and they're they're big cars but they're so low so you know an amg gtr is like i don't know probably comes up somewhere between your belly button and your nipples on most people mm-hmm. like a very low sporty car and then the formula one cars come up to it and the, the highest part of the formula one car is either the air intake or the rear wing and it maybe barely just comes up to like the bottom of the window your head is level with the tires yes when you sit in the fucking thing (laughs) just so think about that 13 inch rims plus i don't know what the sidewall is oh they're pretty they look pretty big um four inches three i was gonna say five or six maybe but even still I mean, so you're about you're, 18 inches, nine inches. Head. Yeah. Your head's 18 inches off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and your <laughs> butt's on the ground, basically, just like a very, very thin piece of carbon fiber between you and the asphalt that it is literally scraping. But it's cool, guys. We've got a piece of wood with some metal on it. A plank. It'll be all right. <laughs> we super glued it on there. It is nice that they put the, the, the titanium scraper at the front of that, so we do get the sparks underneath the car. Um, which looks really, really good. And it's going to look even better under the lights, as always, night races. So we actually got a treat because we got three night races coming up to, to close out the season. That's dope. Which is really, really fucking cool. And think, I'm actually kind of tired of all these fucking American races, like the North and South America, because they're really interviewing with my my football viewing. So I need to go back to like the races in the Middle East and Europe and Asia, where I can wake up at 9 a.m. and watch the race and still watch a whole day of football. I need to get back to that. It's good for my soul. Oh, boo. Yeah, I know you don't care. No, I don't. But. No, and I hope it inconveniences you. I take f- pleasure in the fact knowing that your day is inconvenienced. Okay, that's nice. I'll remember that at Christmas. <laughs> um. So from last. We get a, oh, we that? got a virtual safety car following the safety car because Mick Schumacher, dude, he did a little bit. Of a small correction. Was that? No, no, no. It wasn't. It, I thought it was that, too. It wasn't Mick Schumacher's. It was It was uh, the debris off of Lance Stroll's car. And Mick, wasn't Mick Schumacher's in Mick there? Mick Schumacher hit uh, Kimmy and lost his front wing, but he, it, like stayed underneath his car. He was able to get back to pits. Uh, and I don't know if it was it like came a out. It came it out for the, for the uh, virtual safety car following the. But wasn't the VSC on the actual lap? safety car? Because the oh, safety car oh, there restart was, a, there was, was lap nine. The, that was the, a, yeah, when Max had a super late restart, like almost all the way to the start finish line, which was awesome. Because that's what he had to do. He had to. He knew. He, yeah, he knew he didn't have the pace. He couldn't give Lewis a, a slipstream all the way up. Everyone, um, but everyone knew that. Yeah, um, but I, I, I like you know, I, I like to see him get going a little bit earlier. Um, because yeah, because Max, or excuse me, Mick hit Kimmy at turn one on lap 11. So there was another virtual safety car right there. I must have missed that somehow. Slightly, yes. And it was just the really good correction from Mick. Jimmy, he must have gone, once again, a half meter 
too far into the correction to hit Kimmy. Other than that, it was good, solid, clean racing. I felt bad for him because it wasn't he, really that bad. It looked like he did grab the, the left front wheel a little bit on the inside front. Of Kimmy. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. He fu- he fucked up, but it wasn't a oh, huge yeah. fuck up. No, it, it wasn't. It was a well and, and, and good to see that Kimmy came off with without any any damage there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, out of, out of position after what happened at the beginning of the race with his teammate. Uh, and then to have a <laughs> almost identical issue happen with another car that really shouldn't be anywhere near you on track. Sucks to see. Um, but he did get away, and then Mick was actually able to get back to uh, the pits and get a new front wing fitted so that he could finish in his rightful 19th place, like, like always. Uh, so there was another fucking restart I want to talk about where I believe it was I after the lap 11 yep. virtual safety card where yep. Max forced Vabo wide in turn one. Yeah. He was side by side. Yeah, he was. You have to give more room than that. There was no excuse, and Max is just driving people off the road. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't even his most egregious example of that today. Mm-mm. No. Um, yeah, he had another one. So that's right. I forgot about that, too. Um, and again, nothing there. No black and white flag, no warning, no nothing. Just It was egregious. Yeah, it is. Uh, and we see it time and time again. And it just seems like the FIA and the stewards just give Max more slack. You, you you have to maybe not say every other driver in that same position, but you know the good majority of them would probably have been it, it would have been handled differently. For some reason, they just give this kid the benefit of the doubt. He's so he's ultra aggressive. He that is a hallmark of Verstappen driving style. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, you got anything else before lap eighteen? Uh. Well, isn't that lap 18 where the one back and forth, back and forth? Yeah, that's the, the start of that. The right hook, the body shot. <laughs> yeah, put a number on him. Do it, Jimmy. Send it. Send it. So speaking of send it, Lewis sends it around the outside, turn one on Checo, gets by him, does making a move into turn one does compromise your line going into the next few series, the next series of corners, two and three, the um, Senna S's, the Senna so. S's and then curve it a soul. So, and then you have that another long straight into turn four. So it looks like Lewis got by Checo and now check is going to have the DRS going down to the second straight. And it, it looks like he just dumped his battery packs, and used <laughs> everything that he had, because he got by Lewis, but he got by him like three quarters or almost all the way at the end of the straight. Got back by him and around the outside of turn. Or, I don't think yeah. it was down around the outside. Yeah, it was around the outside of turn four. Got by Lewis. Um, and then lap 19, round two. Wait, Jimmy, just uh, back up? up to Checo yeah. Yeah. hammering the battery pack. It Drain. reminded me of Fast and Furious when they clicked the NOS button. <laughs> That's what he bought. Jr. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he did. He fucking hit both those buttons. It was like Jesse when he yeah. lost to that S2000. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lewis tried to stay close, uh, which is hard to do through the middle sector just because it's, it's windy. It's uphill. It's downhill. It's left, right. Uh, and, and Red Bull have been strong in that sector. It's sector two. All faster weekend. All weekend. Faster all weekend. Including throughout three. the entire entirety of the race, they were faster through that sector yes. two. Uh, not to mention when you're following closely 
the car in front, you have their disturbed air. So you have less downforce and the hotter air is disturbing your tires and causing you to slide around a bit more. So very impressive to see Lewis able to stick close enough through that sector uh, on the back of Checo to get a good exit coming out of June Sal to go for it again on lap 19. Same fucking move. Round the outside at turn one. This time makes it stick. And uh, Checo did have the, of course, he had no battery power to speak of, but he did have DRS going down that, the next straight again. But Lewis just had enough power, enough pace, stayed ahead. And now he is on to hunt down Max for the rest of the race. So lap 19, Lewis is up into P2 going to hunt Max, who is, I forget how far I didn't write down how far ahead he was at this time. Uh, he was four S- seconds. Four seconds. Okay. Which only aided because of the safety car. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise it could have been double that probably. Uh, the action doesn't really start up again because they do have to do some tire management. Lap yes. 27 is when the circus mm-hmm. begins for the switch to hard compound tires. And Lewis is the first one in. Aggressive strategy from Very. Mercedes. I was happy yes. to see that. They had to take it to him. I like that. Um, and yeah, it came back later, uh, you know, after this first round of pit stops, Max quickly got on the radio and said, hey, next time, do not let them undercut us. Yeah. Because he saw immediately how much pace Lewis had in hand. And, uh, you know, granted, they were able to keep track position through that first round of pit stops. It was he, he cut that lead down to uh, what a second and a half. Yes, he did. Yeah. So that's pretty big. And so Lewis was really tucked in behind him for quite some time. Gasly had a stunner, (laughs) excuse me, had a stunner of a move into turn one. I forget who it was on, but curve a one down into the Senna S's, which is a prime overtaking spot. Yeah. I don't remember that move. No, it was just, you know, a classic. Any turn one move on that track is awesome. Yeah, it it's so ballsy corner. because it's dude, it's fucking 200 miles an hour to a tight left hander downhill bank. So it helps you out a little bit, but it's like really narrow going through. Turn two is just awkward. I love the carry out of speed through curve to soul. Yes. Yeah. Turn, uh, turn three, you can get on it. But turn two, like coming out of turn one, especially if you're making a move, or you're going side by side. Mm-hmm. It's just there is there is one very narrow line to go through there. Optimally, anything a little bit left, or a little bit right of that. And, and it really jeopardizes your entry into turn three, uh, which can cost you quite a bit of speed. And it will cost you that speed all the way down the next straight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crucial, crucial little fucking connections you got to make there. Yeah, technically. Norris, at track. this point in time, he's doing wonderful. He's up in P10. He started P6, went back to the back of the, the grid. Back of the grid, yeah. And now he's P10. So he's been cutting his way through. And people have been noticing that in these midfield cars, it's been difficult to overtake consistently, yeah. I would say. For sure. Because you get stuck in that DRS train and you right. really are stuck and you can't move. Right. So you have to rely on your driving technique and ability. So Lando, even though not a strong performance from the McLaren today, I will say they were showing pace. When um uh, this might be a little bit like like way too early, but when did when did Danny retire? Oh my god, like the end of the race. It was miserable. It was, it was, it was I just wanted to freaking cry. He was doing so good. That was rough. That was yeah. rough to see. He was up at P9, P8, and he was cruising, getting comfy. See, but that's going back to what we were talking about earlier. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. I don't want to see this kind of shit happen and affect the championship race because you're in a tight fight right now with Ferrari's McLaren. 
for for P3 in the in the constructors championship losing one car in a race due to a reliability issue a powertrain issue out of the driver's control that is that shit stings man oh no it t- completely fucks everything up and even as a Ferrari fan I don't want to see that I want to mm-hmm. fucking beat you guys fair and square on track let's go so that was tough well oh there was What's a up? pit there was a pit lane performance graphic did you see that between <laughs> Lewis and no. you know what I called it? oh my god dude it not. was stupid they were like so every in Formula One, hundreds of a second count. So as you could see that on entry, Max was quicker by 0.0001. And Lewis, when it was stationary, was 0.02. But ah, you know what I called the graphic in my notes, Jim? Mm, what'd you call it? The pit lame performance graphic. Ooh, <laughs> got him there. I, the tight, you dude. got him good. Shots fired. Oh, how about the best pit stop ever? The best pit stop ever? For Vabo. That oh. quick little fucking virtual safety car that was just for him, apparently. That was wonderful. It finally, yeah, he actually caught like a little bit of good luck for once in his career. And he started crying about it instantly. <laughs> of course he did. Like, no, Vabo. no, dude. We just helped you. No, it was even like in the post-race interview. It was like, his, like the highlight of the race. It was like, well, I actually had something go my way for once. That was nice. <laughs> oh yay virtual yeah. safety carpet Aha. all right robot chill out we just <laughs> cut down pit stop time by 10 seconds which is about average for him right about 11, yeah. 11 seconds this year <laughs> well I, the, the monaco pit stop brings up his average because that was like four and a half days for all the people to get i've never seen a cross-threaded wheel nut and for all the people it would be vabo Riding in P two, of course. Of uh, course, that's the kind of shit that could only ever happen to like Vabo or Grosjean. Yeah, and since Grosjean's not here anymore, it all just falls on Vabo's lap, and he's, he's the uh, new Jerry. Uh, yeah, and somewhat, oftentimes, just seems a little bit complacent, like the willing recipient of all this shit luck and strategy that just fucks his race over. Um, you know, to benefit Lewis, but. It is what it is. Dude, it happened. Three, I've been watching uh, 2017. Mm. By the third race in, you can tell Vabo's the second driver. Because <laughs> he does like a position swap. <laughs> and you're like, well, that sets the tone. So he just pretty much gave that up real easy, huh? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Instantly. But, I mean, five one-year contracts in a row, he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. Especially that first that. year. Yeah. Uh, lap 31 we had the other uh, virtual safety car this is the time that Lance Stroll was going down the main uh, start finish straight and debris was just getting pulled off of his damaged barge board his car was falling apart at the seams literally yeah yeah so that's yeah and that's when Vabo pitted right so that was lap 31 right yeah okay lap 38 I picked up on Lando pitting that was his second pit stop for the race okay good clean stop there oh yeah nothing Nothing good. Oh, lap 39. There was an amazing shot. So they show low, hmm. uh, Lando Norris coming out of the pit exit. So, you know, pit exit lines up with Curva de Sol. Yes. You just see it must have been George Russell coming out of Curva de Sol. The speed that he carries. Jimmy, go rewind it. Okay. Lap 39, Lando pit exit. What's my pen? Oh. Right, it's so cool to see how quickly George Russell comes around that corner. George Russell's on track. Lando's coming out of the pits. Yep. And what I love about pit exit, well, one thing I've been doing at Tolls, 
Yep. Pretending that it's pit lane exit when I go through them. <laughs> You're such a dork. What do you mean? So you know how they have, they can't gun it until they cross the line? Yes, at the end of the pit straight. So after I go through the toll, I imagine that that's the pit lane line and I just fucking punch it every time. <laughs> it gives me so much joy. Yeah, I'm the same. And I, I don't do that because I don't drive on toll roads. But I, uh, every single time I am in my car, I am basically just fantasizing about being a race car driver. Yeah. Yeah, always. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else until lap 48. There was something I wanted to write down on lap 45. But I, I went back to rewatch it. And for some reason, it wouldn't let me watch the recording. It only wanted me to allow me to watch the live version. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have enough time to get back that far into the race. Uh, but I think 45 was when was when Max pitted. Lap 41. Was it Max pit? And then and then lap 44. Dude, lap 44, car 44. That's his magic number that's to right. pit. That's right. Cosmo, do you agree with that? No, he does he disagrees with me not playing with him. He, no, he, that he does keeps, happen. He keeps, keeps rolling this ball to my feet and then whining about it, me not throwing it. Um so if that noise is coming through, I apologize. That's okay, dude. It's Cosmo. So lap 44, the race is on, Jimmy. We got 71 laps to go. Uh, well, no, we had 71 laps total. Yes. Yes. Yeah, to race. race. But now, yeah, now it's it's maxed with track position. It's Lewis hunting him down. Pit stops are done. Everything went clean. The gap keeps falling down. They're starting to – Max is actually getting the – the DRS advantage from some of the back marshes, which is kind of helping him keep his his pace uh, or his gap over Lewis right now. And for the tire choice, I will say that Mercedes was very clever. They asked Lewis, hey, if you were to pit again, what tire compound would you use? And Lewis goes, look at my tire indicator. And then when they put him on the hard compound, he radios in and says, guys, this isn't what I fucking said. Yeah. And Vega was pissed with their strategy, too. He, he, he said, you guys cost us an easy one, two today. No, because he was getting pit lane. He said, are you sure about this? They both wanted to go on the medium. Um, And I mean, obviously, the strategy worked out for him. I don't know if Vabo had pace to get through on Max today, maybe, but not after what happened at the start of the race. I think that's when it was kind of sealed his fate. I don't think Mm -hmm. it had anything to do with the pit stop strategy because it looks like Mercedes fucking nailed it. Oh, they did. It was a everyone should have gone on the hard tire. And, and what a hard call to make too. Like what yeah. lap to pit and, you know, and it, it, do we go early and then to leave Lewis out after, you know, we're talking about the undercut three laps after excruciating. Max yeah. You're like, Oh, oh my God, he's losing. Cause then he's coming around like the, the, like two laps after Max pits, Lewis is like, stays out and you're like, okay, I guess they're going to leave him out for another lap. And then they're like, okay, Max just came by. He was one and a half seconds faster than Lewis on the lap. And you're like, Oh fuck. Lewis is fucked. Mm-hmm. He has track position, but he still has to pit. Like shit. Nope, it's great. I loved it when what you saw Lewis go into the pit. You look at the GPS tracker, and you can yes. see the pace these guys have because Max was coming around from. Let's be honest, the other side of the track, correct, and correct. was still somehow in the lead. That's how fast these guys are. I fucking love that. It's fucking wild. Yeah, because yeah, Lewis is just painfully going through pit lane at fifty miles an hour. Max is at like the last corner and <laughs> he comes all the way by him. And I think was it was it Daniel Ricardo like in between them there? Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah. And then so Lewis makes up on his fresher tires now, three laps fresher, starts making up some of that pace. 
and gets very close, goes close enough to make a move on lap 48. It was lap 48. So, Jimmy, this is a crucial move for those of you who don't understand what new tires mean. You have a certain amount of go in the beginning phase of these tires where you're not going to wear them out for the later stage that these tires need to carry. And Lewis is pushing like hell because he can and has the pace to stay in front of Max, but he needs to do it within this three to four lap window, Jimmy. Yeah, at best, because he's at got best. he's got a three lap advantage. But like you said, you can only push for so long before you take the life out of him, and that fucks you for the entire stint. Not just yep. you got to cool off. You know, you went hard for three laps, cool back for you know, cool down for three laps. No, 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 no. Once the damage is done, it's irreversible. Unless you can get through a graining phase, but that takes lots of laps. Oh God, yeah. And he does not. He does not have that, nor the pace to be playing those kind of games. No, but he does play games, and as you said, on lap 48, where they come together, that's the closest they've been all race, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Coming out of Curva de Sol, going into turn four. Yeah. What happens, Jimmy? Lewis goes uh, to the outside and gets by Max on the straight. He's by Max. Yep. Um, so he go, he turns in, and Max turns in. Max does not hit the apex. Max runs a little bit wide. Lewis ran wide too, but Lewis was making a move around the outside. Max, uh, Lewis left Max room. Max does not take the racing line through the corner. Doesn't go and hit the apex. He's about half a car width wide of the apex. And the most frustrating thing of this is, so what happens is basically Max pushes Lewis wide. They both run very, very wide off the track. Okay. But they come back on. And immediately the talk is like, okay, that's probably going to be a penalty for Max. You can't really fucking do that. But fucking just like the Jeffrey Epstein fucking tape from the prison cell, there's no onboard shot of Max. We can't see his steering wheel. What happened? Dude, because viewers, the thing is when Lewis was going around the outside and he was past Max, the positioning, the physical positioning of the cars going into the corner Mm -hmm. is Max has got the inside line. Lewis has the outside line and Max can control whether or not Lewis stays on the track by not steering, by not touching the brakes, pretty much carrying speed away from the apex and going wide, which forces Lewis to react and go wide. And what's crucial about not having the fucking tape, the black box of Max's onboard is we can't see what he was doing to his steering wheel at the time of the incident. So we don't know if Max was turning left and the car was understeering or if he just wasn't turning at all. Right, because we saw that with uh, with Pierre Gasly going into turn one, making a move where he he, kind of locked up the the inside front wheel. uh, So he understeered and he was trying to turn the car. He was adding steering lock and the car is just kind of plowing forward. Uh, He didn't, he pushed the car wide there, didn't create contact. Uh, and Max and Lewis, for what it's worth, didn't actually come in contact. It could not have been fucking closer, but they didn't actually touch. But yeah, having no access to the onboard shot of what Max's steering wheel is doing during that time, we don't know if it was fair. We don't know if what he did was on purpose. Um, and if he could have, you know, left Lewis more room. Now they did both run, run wide, but Lewis couldn't not run wide if Max did without there being a collision. So, um, you know, immediately the stewards decide to, they note the incident, Mm -hmm. they don't put it under investigation 
and they decide not to put it under investigation, not even to take a closer look at it, just to say, hey, that's just fucking, it is what it is, it happened, it's it. That, come on. That, no, I'm sorry, but no. That he clearly pushed him off the track. Yeah. This was egregious. This was the most egregious example we saw of it all weekend. Uh, and then just to add to the conspiracy, which I love a good conspiracy theory, but just to add to it, that we can't actually see what Max is doing on board. The fact that they didn't even investigate it, they decided there was no need to look at it any further. Um, and I think this one is universally other than like Christian Horner. Everybody agrees on this. A, it should have been a penalty regardless. B, we need to see what the fuck was going on in that car, even though there already should have been a penalty. And C, everything that we discussed, Max is not on the apex. Lewis was ahead in the corner. It was his corner. But we know what happens is if you're racing with Max wheel to wheel and you don't leave Max room, even though it's not his corner, you're going to crash. He's going to go into you. So Lewis did the right thing, knowing that it was Max. Any other driver, I think Lewis probably would have just turned in and been like, dude, my corner, fucking hit your brakes, deal with it. Yep. But he knows Max is just going to fucking take him out if he does that. And Max did his darndest to try and take him out, Um, was able to stay ahead. They both ran super wide, came back onto the track, and then... Max kept a gaining, lasting advantage. He did. That gap, I was watching, as much as I was actually watching the action on track, I was watching that gap between Lewis and Max, and he would get into his DRS, and then he would not get DRS, and he was trying to stay close to Max through the the middle sector, couldn't, over the next 11 laps before he had another chance to go at it. Now, Jim, is this the, or is it the weave prior to? Oh, um, that was up. Uh, so, all right. So this was the, the, okay, weave was, so, the, the weave was like 58, I think lap 58, yes. 59 so was the move. The back and forth that you were discussing, you could tell that. So listeners, Junsao has been the point where Lewis has been launching his car and overtaking everybody because he's had the straight line speed. Now he can't do that with Red Bull because Red Bull has the pace to stay away from him and he can't get the turn one overtake. So turn four is the opportunity that we all know Lewis is going to overtake the Red Bulls on because he had to do it with Checo. So he's got to do it with Max going down out of curve to soul. Lewis gets an amazing exit and he's the closest he's been to Max ever since Max pushed him wide. And then there's a little cheeky technique that racers do. So the slipstream is something that gets heavily discussed. I've got a cough. And the slipstream is basically, it's a slingshot effect in Ricky Bobby. So if you know the movie, that's what we're talking about. Max weaves left and right, left and right to break the toe to make sure Lewis doesn't get by him with DRS. However, he looked like a fucking snake out on that track because he was going all the way left, all the way right, and just being a danger out there and yeah. not breaking the toe. Yeah, and it wasn't as it wasn't like he was reacting to Lewis diving one way or the other, like Lewis trying to make a move. Lewis is just trying to be in the strip slipstream and Max is trying to break it. So we've seen a lot of times before where like a driver will try and come up alongside you and the driver will, will, will weave this way and then you'll try and move to the other side and that driver will try and react to that. Lewis is just trying to stay close to Max to try and maybe put a move in at the next corner and Max is just sort of weaving all by himself all the way down this entire straight, uh, which 
I don't know exactly if it's against the rules. They did give him, they showed him a black and white flag for it. But yeah, I want to talk about that black and white flag because that happens after the. (laughs) Tell him to say hi. (laughs) Yeah. After the real move on lap 59. Yeah. So lap 59. Turn four. We've been here before. This time, Lewis has a great run out of Curve of the Soul. Um, and he is in, in Max's DRS. He's super fucking close. And he just pulls out to the right, goes around the outside, gets the move done before the corner critically because we've seen what can happen if uh, that move is not done and dusted before the turn in where Max has a chance to fight back. This time here, Max has to fall in line. There's nothing he can do. Doesn't have the power of the speed to fight back. And now there are 12 laps left in the race, or 11 and a half, I suppose, at this point. And Lewis now has track position on Max's tires. are still three laps younger, as they have been since our last pit stop. And now Lewis is in, in front. And for the first time now, Max has to try and follow Lewis and stay in his dirty air. And I want to talk about the overtake that Lewis did. He set that up going into turn one because <laughs> you said earlier in the recording that turn two and three are clumsy and you really need to line yourself up to get a proper exit going through Curva de Sol. And Lewis going into turn one sold the dummy on Max to go down the inside. So to protect the inside corner, Max went to an acute angle for the entrance in turn one, which compromised turn two, turn three exit, which Lewis, as you could see, ended up taking the high line, squaring up like he normally does, and got great drive going out of, out of turn two to curve it to soul. Boom. Yeah. That's yeah. how a champion fucking plans his moves. Yeah. It, it, you, you said it very well there. It's exactly what happened. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's classic example right there. It's put on a clinic of of slow in, fast out. Because actually what Lewis is doing when he squares up to the corner, he's taking a wider entry. So he's taking the car a longer distance. And because he's forced Max into an undesirable position, like you said, with such an acute angle and such an acute turn into to turn one, Lewis has the time now because Max is going to be going slower to take that wider entry and really set himself up. And he just nailed turns two and three. Oh, God, love it. Just, oh, he was just pushing Planted. Max down that straight. It was fucking crisp. And after that overtake happens, Max gets shown the black That's and white right. flag. Toto's reaction. Pointing at the camera, like, take that motherfucker. Yeah. What did he say? He said something I don't like know. that. We can, we can, let's speculate. Um, like, that's take that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. And it was oh, something also, like, like, he made it a point to look out for the camera. Like, he was in the garage and he looked over, like, camera right there. Like, there you go, motherfucker. And that's not yeah, the that first time impressive. this weekend that Toto spoke out. When oh, he was no. on the radio with Lewis after the that. sprint qualifying, he said, fuck them all. Fuck them all, Lewis. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this oh, is I love Toto. Such a great championship battle. And so do I. And you know what? I gotta say though, I, I think Christian Horner. I like him too, but I like him like like he still seems like the villain to me. Like, oh yeah, like Toto is. seems like the good guy. Lewis and, and Toto, and then like Max and, and Christian seem like the, the the villains. I still love what they do and respect what they do, and they're worthy opponents but very they they play their role so well like the 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 pettiness that you see out of coming out of like like we talked about earlier with red bull like always like you know nitpicking and in launching investigations into you know oh mercedes they're just crybabies oh mercedes got to be breaking the rules because they're faster than us and then mercedes and lewis and toto just calm cool collected 
just stick to their guns, know what they're doing. They don't get too excited. They don't get too down on themselves when everything starts to look like it's, you know, going in Red Bull's direction. And uh, the momentum finally came back and started to swing in their direction today, oh. which is so much fucking fun to see. Really, really exciting. <laughs> Setting the stage for the last three races. This is going to be a banger, dude. Dude, I just... At the end... First of all, this is my notes for the last lap. That's all I could write. That's all I could write. After he passed him, it was just, Lewis, stay ahead. Fucking stay ahead. And then Vabo and and P3. You can catch him, Vabo. Come on. Come on. And then Toto got on to Vabo's radio and said, let's go get him. Yeah. Go get him. And you know what? He did respond. He didn't have enough laps left, but he started taking pace out. He was taking him out, which is not classic Vabo at all no no but he had an 11 second gap and at the end of the race four second i wonder if he puts espresso in his drink bottle he must just a little bit just a two did you see his helmet no brazil's a brazil's a huge exporter or a huge producer of of coffee and Vabo, as we know is a coffee connoisseur um his his helmet was paying homage to coffee it was all like coffee beans and coffee I forget what it said. There was a little like uh, logo on the back of a coffee cup, and it had a little slogan there. There was something to the effect of uh, "I fucking like coffee more than people." But it was a nice helmet. Um, so yeah, uh, and that is that's the story of the race. Lewis stays ahead. Lewis wins the race. Ten uh, seconds. Ten point four seconds. Max. Yeah. Checo did pit on lap seventy of seventy one for a pair <laughs> of soft set of soft tires, and he did pip. Uh, Lewis had the fastest lap in the championship point for that fastest lap up to that point. Checo did get it on the last lap, um, which was basically just, you know, Red Bull in their death throws. It was the last thing that they had to throw at him. So they got that. Congratulations, Red Bull, you petty motherfuckers. Um, so Checo with the fastest lap, but absolute champions drive from Lewis today. Um, just, 101 race wins. Uh, now he has actually officially won 100 races in our yeah. uh, According to our records. And our records. It's been a long time coming. He's finally got it. 100 race wins. Congratulations, Lewis. Good for you, buddy. Um, yeah, that was a sight for sore eyes. Just to see that drive, to see the car with enough performance to him to actually oh, do that. weekend long to do it's what this so man long, did. Right? When was the last time that we really saw him equally matched with Max or, or, or overmatching Max and Red Bull's pace? It's been... Forever. I don't fucking remember when. Maybe... No, I was going to say Monza, but Monza Max was faster still. And then they took each other out, which was, you know, whatever. It was great. But it's been so long since we've seen Mercedes on typical Mercedes form as we saw today. Hamverbot. Hamverbot. The most common podium combination in F1 history. Dude, I just cannot get enough of Lewis this weekend. It was great. Monster. Monster. Huge, huge haul of points also for Ferrari coming home P5 and P6 with Leclerc and Sainz respectively. Uh, Norris was able to score a point at least for McLaren with uh, P10, which just it just wasn't their day. Um, and then I think I alluded to it slightly earlier, but we actually saw Max get booed on the podium. We did. Which uh, that's a first. Haven't heard that in a very long time. Max is a fan favorite, but... This is Lewis country down here. And Lewis has been a fan favorite in the Formula One world since 2007. Yeah. You know, um, and he's he's never given anybody a reason not to like him. I know people find reasons to try and hate him, but look, 
he plays by the rules. He does everything fair. He's a well-rounded guy. Um, and he's just, I don't, the goat maybe. Is he he the goat? Is Lewis the goat? Alpine got a real decent hall of points. Yeah. What did they have? Uh, eight and nine, right? Eight and nine. I was the rookie Alonzo nine on a driver's track too. That rookie really showed some force. Yeah. I think he's got a promising future ahead of him. Did you hear him on his radio after the sprint quality race? Fernando? Fernando? No, I did not. Where did Hamilton come in? Fifth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, like, was the, what was the tone? Kind of like, uh, say, yeah, okay. Like, okay. Jesus Christ, what a drive. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. What do you fucking say to that? Well, the thing is, with him and Vettel have both been out, both, excuse me, been outspoken this season saying that they are, uh, they favor Max in the championship just because they want to see a fresh face winning the championship. It's, it's just they're getting tired of, which I can understand if you're in the competition itself, they're getting tired of the same guy, the same team, same car every year, winning, 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 winning. I get it. Um, but I also know that there's a ton of mutual respect between those three drivers, three of the oh. four uh, current Best. Formula Formula One world champions on the grid Best today. ever? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Best ever drivers. <laughs> 13 championships, th- 13 Formula One world championships between the three of them. Best ever right there. <laughs> All three of them. Christ. Dude, did you yeah. hear Seb? Speaking of best ever, did you hear Seb's after race radio? No, the only one I heard was Lewis afterwards. Dude, he so he parks up. I think I don't know if he's behind fucking Lewis or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Yes, I did. And he says, oh, I'm going to go touch Lewis's rear wing. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. Dude, like, and then we <laughs> like, don't, don't. And he goes, all right. Well, just the front one, that's gotta be twenty-five grand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love Seb. I love Seb. I love Seb too. He's the best. Did you see the marshals jumping for joy after they handed Lewis the fucking flag? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They like he, ran he away stopped. jumping like kids. He stopped over at like Beacon of Pato and, and mm-hmm. grabbed the flag from him. Yeah, yeah, they were super excited about. And I also saw I don't know who he was, but there was somebody uh, looked like a like a FIA official was coming out of the paddock when the um, when they were lining up for the the, the post race interviews with mm-hmm. uh, with Felipe Massa, and some mm-hmm. guy just they just tripped and fell right on camera. <laughs> Classic. He, like, he fell like from his feet to his knees, and then from like his knees to like just flat out. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's so embarrassing. It's just the entire world watching. Don't worry. Idiot. Um, shall we take a little bit a little look at the championship standings? If you want to take a look at the championship standings. Starting off with the driver championship. Um, yeah. So Max now is on 332.5 points. Lewis on 318.5. So a 14-point gap between the two of them with three races to go. Uh, for the Constructors Championship, Mercedes leading Red Bull 521.5 to 510.5. So just an 11-point gap in the Constructors. And then the one that you and I are more concerned with, the race for third, of course. Uh, your front driver, Lando Norris. Who's P5 in the driver's championship has 151 points. Charles Leclerc P6 in the driver's standings has 148. So just three points between the two of them. And then the race for third in the constructors championship, the one that really matters. Ferrari, 287.5 points. McLaren, 256, a 31 and a half point gap. Dude, it's not over. It's yeah. not, not at all. Neither, none of none of those four championship battles that we've mentioned are over by any stretch of the imagination. All I'm saying is that there might have been a lack of mozzarella for the Ferrari guys, which is why they've been driving so quickly. They're thinking quicker. They don't understand why. 
I think someone's been swapping out that red wine for some grape juice. (laughs) These guys just got clear heads about them. They're waking up like, why do I have all this energy? (laughs) Hey, guys, you know what? Let's actually do a two-stop today. Yeah. We're going to do a two-stopper. What do you mean? Instead of driving the tires off the car, we're going to change them before they die. And we no, pace. no, yeah. yeah, I know. No. Sounds crazy. Sounds okay. crazy. All right, we'll try it, man. And Luigi said he thinks his heartburn went away. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to close out or before we start closing out? Against all odds, Lewis Hamilton wins. That's still, all I got to say. Still, he rises. Fucking stud. What a fucking performance. All the any DNF'd. I hated it. That sucks. That's tough. Uh, Ferrari is looking very good and I hate to see it, but I'm really enticed about this little, this little chip for P five in the driver's championship. Now knowing it's only three points between Lando and Leclerc. Why dude, who doesn't love Chuck? Who doesn't love Lando? I know it's I a good little battle. That's yeah, I'm really excited to see this. So hey, where's Pierre, dude? Where's fucking Pierre? Oh, I have to pull it up. I wasn't I'm, prepared. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Okay. I'll let you oh, do that. Biscuits. Hold on. So while Ian looks that up, coming up next week, uh, the third race in our triple header is in Qatar. We've never been there for Formula One Grand Prix before. It is a night race, as we mentioned. And then we have a week off before we go into the last uh, double header of the season to finish the race, uh, to finish the Formula One World Championship season this year. That will be in Saudi Arabia at the newest track in Jeddah, which I still think is under construction. And then wrapping up the season at uh, the, was it Yas Marina circuit, I believe, mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. On, on which Yass is a Island, great circuit which is a, a beautiful place to watch and they've they've made some changes there so i'll be excited to see how the racing improves or does not improve uh based on those changes at that circuit pierre is p9 p9 with how many points he uh 92 and danny rick is p8 with 105 so that's pretty close math is so hard like how do you finish every single race in like p5 or p6 oh also over <laughs> dude i don't know <laughs> it's so fraud yeah it sucks but uh, seb, seb yes. and fernando have 110 overtakes, overtakes. this season and danny rick is it, or something who has, who, i don't know dude Checo? oh i think carlos signs i think carlos signs is third i thought it was I, think he has 90, I don't think he has 100 yet i think he has 99 somebody i don't know it's up there it's a lot of fucking overtakes but yeah who's your driver of the day Driver of the day has got to be Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Sir, Hamilton. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Excuse oh, yeah. Me. We got to say that. Sir, yeah, yeah sir. we never get that right, do we? Sir no. Lewis Hamilton. All season long. It's been amazing. Um, so um, I've been excited for every race so far this season. Oh, shit. Did we forget something? What? Like to do an episode about the last two races? Oops. Oh, yeah, about that. So, guys, we're going to be doing the lost episodes for when the season comes out because we suck and we're people and we fuck up sometimes and we owe you two episodes. One is our home Grand Prix and the other one was, well, we were halfway through and then shit In hit Mexico, the fan. Yeah, um, but that was my fault. Or um, I'm going to deflect blame. That was my computer's fault. My uh <laughs> I went and got a new charger because I have to drop it off at the Apple store. And they're like, yeah, we just need it for like 48 hours. And I'm like, yeah, now's not a good time. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't actually know if we were going to get through today's episode. Um, but the I bought the proper charger. I was using my iPad charger to try and keep the computer alive during the last episode. And it just wasn't having it. Um, so now I got a proper MacBook charger and smooth sailing all the way through. Except for that time, we had a little technical difficulty, but I'll edit that out. Don't worry about it. I got nothing, buddy. All right. That's a wrap then. Um, 
Thanks for listening, guys. Um, and we'll be back next week with Qatar. Um, don't forget to support your local cart tracks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, please. Our handle is aeto.podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love you very much. Watch Formula One. Get into the sport. Ask us questions. We're here for you. We'd love to talk to you about the sport as well. That's it. Good night, guys. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.